BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB. MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire 7 days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Hello out there, this is Cammie White and you're listening to Rushdown Radio. Hey, I went to the Decade Review Rushdown Radio. I'm Michael. And I'm Anthony. We're going to be counting down. Well, not counting down. We're going to be going through the greatest hits and misses of last decade. Oh, boy. And gaming. It's so much. There was so much garbage that happened last decade, like, to be honest. I mean, there was some great stuff that happened, too, but some trash. So much garbage. Landfill. Hopefully, we leave most of it behind in 2020. I don't know, man. I ain't looking so good. I said most. We're day one, and all right, I'm not looking too bright about this. Well, let's start off with something that we know is pretty dead. Okay. And that's Anita Sarkeesian. Oh, yeah. And how her actions, along with the likes of people like Zoe Quinn, sparked Gamergate. Yeah. So, give everybody a quick rundown on Gamergate. Just like a really quick one. Gamergate, depending on who you ask, is either <laughs> the movement in which people are challenging the integrity of game journalists and saying, you guys suck, we demand better, or it's a way to harass women through the guise of wanting better journalism. Like I said, depends on who you ask. Yeah. Ah, who? where do I stand? That's... Yes, it's a thing. Yeah. I think Anita Sarkeesian, she was, while I didn't agree with some of her rhetoric and some of her context with some of the stuff she was doing, I did like the fact she was trying to make light of some of the stuff in the game industry that she felt was in need of a change. That I agree with. She's a scam artist. I mean, yeah, it's that too, because I felt like she kind of like came and went. Like once she got her money and did a couple of videos, she was kind of like out of here, like, all right, peace, deuces. But it could have been because she felt like she was being... Well, she was harassed. I will say that. Oh, man. She was, she was heavily harassed. She, for a while, she was the most hated person on the internet. Yeah. She's trying to stop her games. She wants her games to be bad. Yeah. Why do you hate video games? Whore. <laughs> the, the horror part. I'm mad. That was like probably way worse than that when she got, she got people talk to her. Oh, God. I'm sure she... She's posted some of the threats she got and whoo... She had death threats too, and she had people talking. They're gonna show up schools that she spoke at. She, they're gonna show up. They're gonna find her. Not, you know, I'm not repeating the things yeah, that were it said was by pretty these gross. guys. 
I think that Gamergate got convoluted a while because it was it was trying to tackle two topics at the exact same time, and sometimes those things can't be done in tandem, especially when they're a little bit contradictory to each other. Because while we did want better journalism, we shouldn't be harassing people to get said better journalism. No. So it's kind of hard in one token, be like, we need better journalism. The other token, you're harassing people be- to get better journalism. That's just not the way. And that's why Gamergate became such a huge like thing for a while. Oh, my goodness. It looks like she's still doing stuff, though. Yeah, I watched a lot of her videos because I wanted to just have a really good context of what she was talking about. And it was always really like... Things taken out of context, things just like extrapolated and made bigger than actually what they were. It was just like, did you play these games? Did you watch a walkthrough? Like, what did you do here? Did somebody give you a clip and say, okay, I'm going to use this 10 second clip and make a whole 10 minute video out of it? Like, I would agree. I would be more inclined to believe her rhetoric if she actually, if she, not even if she played the game, she actually watched somebody play them. So I think that she could still get a good idea of a game and said contextually if you at least watch somebody play it. Dude, she's still getting so much money. Like, just two days ago, she raised $25,000. For what? Initiatives. To do what? Let's see. New initiatives designed to challenge and change the culture of sexism in the gaming industry. Okay, that's fair. Because there definitely is a lot of that. I'm sorry, that number is 27,500, my mistake. So is she doing this more so like in the actual like game making? I don't know what the, like I said, I have not kept up, like, I'm only looking up her stuff now. So who knows, man? Maybe she's on the Cabrera show. <sighs> that episode was fun. That was a big deal. She, I remember she was also invited to like the UK. Yeah, it's not the UK, the UN, mm-hmm. United Nations. She made her, she made her way around. Let's see. Oh goodness. Uh, I don't know who Anna Kendrick is. I have no idea who that is. Anna Kendrick, she's an actress. Uh, apparently she's the girl boss of Christmas. Life is pain. The long kiss goodnight and how not to do a action a female action hero. Where are all the women in Star Wars? The Mandalorian, Arteco, Terminator, blah blah blah. Just a bunch of stuff. Just a bunch. So of she's stuff. she's moving away from just video games and moving towards like pop culture and movies and stuff. Well, she has identified herself as. Let me pull up her official title here: feminist media critic. That's fine. I think that's better. That's a better suitable title than just making the game industry like her singular focus. Yeah, I'll, you know what? I'll take that. So I think it's easier to do like a movie versus like a 40-hour game or something. Like, I think that's a little tougher sell. But watching a full two-hour movie, you can definitely critique and do screen construct stuff in movies than you can a game. Like, that takes way longer. Yeah, games at minimum are like five, six hours. Yeah. So and particularly the ones she was trying to tackle, those are minimum like eight to they can range anywhere from eight to maybe fifty. Yeah, so it's kinda hard to do that. So yeah, I think this is probably a better like move for her too. But Gamergate was quite a bit of a ride though. Like Oh man, that there were stories every day about it. Like I said, that started from the whole Zoe Quinn and the accusation that she was sleeping with a journalist right? to get positive uh positive 
PR to one of the games that she developed. Oh Whether or not that turned out to be true or not, I don't know off the top. I don't remember. Allegedly. So we'll say allegedly for the time being. If anybody yeah. knows if that was confirmed or not, let us know. But yeah. the time being, I mean, she was no perfect person. Let's get that out there right now. That is true, too. She was far from perfect. Yeah. She was kind of trash. That is true. However, doesn't mean that she deserved that harassment. None of it. And it just became such a big thing, man. It really did. People who spoke out against Gamergate were doxxed and harassed. Mm-hmm. And it only made the movement look worse. It was quite a kerfuffle, to be honest. Some people actually believed in the original cause, but then there were other people who just wanted to use it as a vehicle to harass others. Yep. It was a mess. <clears> Hell, <throat> oh, remnants of Gamergate last on to this day. There's, there's still a thing. Really? Yeah, there's some remnants of people who still talk about Gamergate, man. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's, uh, but hey, maybe it'll never die out completely, but as long as they're not, you know, chain harassing people or something, that's, then let them do their thing. Yeah. (sighs) Last decade was, whew. We didn't even start, really. We already. Oh, that's the first topic. That's the very first topic. I'm already like, oof. (laughs) <laughs> Some of these get lighter. We just have a list that we kind of just threw together, honestly. And yeah. we're just going to go down the list. Yeah, this just, is not chronological order. It's not. It's from different times and different years, but it's all from last year or last decade. So Yes. So now, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, push for government intervention. I'm so mad at that game, but they, 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 they somehow landed with a good game at the tail end of the decade. Like, literally the tail end. Of last decade, they finally got there, but boy, to get there was the hard part. Oh yeah, we'll talk Oof. more about you as a company later. But this specific game, right, man, Battlefront. It, when it released, even in its beta stage, where you could buy star cards and make your characters broken, it was basically pay to win. Yep, and it was so egregious, so busted, so terrible that the government started looking at this and saying maybe loot boxes are shit <laughs> maybe they are bad maybe they are garbage and they were right yes so this oh my god the it was a slow thing and then it just exploded because we all thought you know what the technology is never going to catch up with the legislature but no now, once once Star Wars happened, because it's such a high profile game. I mean, Star it's Wars is Star a huge Wars. IP. It, Disney's behind it now, like so, it's even bigger now. And Disney was very not happy with them, by the way. Of course not. And some people say that not even the government trying to threaten them is what made them take it out. It was Disney. Disney has a big foothold over. Media entertainment. Imagine you're not going to do that. Afraid of Disney than the government. The Disney will be the government if we keep playing. All right, Disney gonna buy them up. (laughs) Gonna buy the government. Said man, you know what? These mouse hats are mandatory. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't have Disney Plus, you getting detained. Yikes! I mean, I hope they would get a free Disney Plus if they work. Or maybe that it becomes like a tax, like you get the Disney Plus tax. Yeah. Everything comes pre-installed with Disney Plus. <laughs> Don't want that future. Ugh. 
Battlefront, I remember the very first one was already like egregious and disgusting the way yeah, it did that one. Because it wasn't finished. It was so but and they the price tag for the game too. It wasn't finished. But see, this came out finished, but still bad. Wait, wasn't it the game that had that different like different um editions of it, had different stuff you can get? That's that's vague. Um, no, like if you like like the special edition or the deluxe edition or the super special edition, you got like more stuff. I think that was this game. It was one of many of those games. I think this. I remember. I'm pretty uh, sure that was Battlefront because it did have like different editions of it, as well as a console release of it. You know, they they had the Star Wars console, the Darth Vader PS4. Very nice, by the way. I wish I had one, but uh, (laughs) Star Wars. How did they think they were going to get away with this? Wait, why did I put this in? It said roadmap. I'm scared to even click on that. Well, I know that it had a roadmap and it's mostly finished. I actually saw that IGN reviewed Battlefront 2 again to see if it has improved. Apparently it has. I don't really know. And I kind of don't want to invest the money to see if it's good now or not, even though the money is probably about five bucks. (laughs) <laughs> that's true the roadmap this is gross matter of fact I am going to Oh, we'll, we'll talk more about roadmaps in a bit okay but uh let's see I'm actually gonna go look up and see how much it costs to get Battlefront 2 today from GameStop hopefully like the $3 that'd be great let's see Battle... if it's over 10 I'm not paying it let's see Battlefront I'm not giving them that much money for that game you know, I do want to play the Rise of Skywalker. How much is it? Man, I thought it was actually five dollars. It is. It is still kind of way too pricey. Oh wait, no, it's it's like ten bucks on PS4. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, it's ten bucks on PS4. That's real. Okay, I could do that probably. I might do that if I'm in the mood. But I want to get Fallen Order before I get that. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Ten bucks. All right, that's not too bad. I don't even see the price for the pit. Oh, oh, what? The Xbox One is is ten bucks pricier than the PS4 one. Mm. That's weird. That's really weird. usually it's the other way around. Yeah. Oh well. Good thing I got the PS4. Yeah. <sighs> All right. What's next? I know we're doing this actually like on our list. <laughs> yeah. That, maybe we should have done this chronologically. But come on, man. <laughs> that ain't us. You're right. <laughs> Y'all ain't come for we that. Just, we just do this thing. Ah, Fortnite. Oh, God. And its influence. On everything. Literally everything. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You know how many times a day I hear about a kid talking about Fortnite? Oh, my God. Buying PSN cards for Fortnite. The memes of Fortnite and the dances it is inspired, quote unquote. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just one fifty-nine. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Quote, unquote. Stolen. (laughs) (laughs) Not theirs. (laughs) (coughs) Pay the royalties. (laughs) Ugh, had a really bad call. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. You got it. Yeah, I got it. Just need. um, You know, I might need some water later. Okay, I'm good. (laughs) But man, Fortnite, what a game! So when Fortnite was first. First shown, it was a way different game. Oh, Fortnite saved the world. Yeah, that was a game I was actually interested in. Yeah, I remember. But it, it wasn't very good. I remember when um, was that Cliffy B was still working at Epic? I think he was the one that showed it all first. Like you were making this really new game, a new experience, Fortnite. Like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. I guess. But then, uh, what was it? Uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds was kicking around in uh, early access. Yeah. And it was probably the most popular game at the time. And yep. then they were like, hey, what if we did that, but better? Yep. And so they did. And now we have children with all sorts of Fortnite merch, Fortnite toys, Fortnite books, Fortnite guides. The, board, the Fortnite guides are weird. It's um, randomly generated everything, so I'm not sure why there's a need for that. Uh, Maybe I'm it, missing something. it made one of the biggest Twitch presences ever. Yeah, and Ninja. I mean, he's on Mixer now, but whatever. Yeah. You get the, it, it's because of Fortnite that we know who Ninja is. It's because of him that streaming became a big deal too. Yep. Like they kind of like made the streaming thing. The streamer became a streaming a, a whole presence because of Fortnite. To be honest, like I think even before that, people only watching like individual streams of like games as much. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a pretty big esports presence. I oh, think the God. last time they had a, a tournament, three I'm million dollars. Three million. That little boy won three million dollars. <sighs> and it, it it tried to have other people do the whole battle royale thing to varying success. Okay, I got one question. Go. I'm trying to remember if I got this correctly. Didn't Epic license out they um their engine to play on unknown? Oh yes, that was an entirely big thing. Yeah, I remember that. They they were um they were trying to get them sued for that. Yeah. Because they were licensing out the Unreal Engine to the people who were doing um Battle on those Battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. Player on those Battlegrounds. While also being competition to them. That was so trash. That was so garbage. <laughs> they make it, that's capitalism as you know it. I mean, nothing that's, said they couldn't. That's peak capitalism. That's a whole like conflict of interest. Man, they doing the Fortnite dance on them. <laughs> like you paying us as we beat you. And what's crazy, if you don't understand how big this is, 
J.J. Abrams had a preview of The Last Skywalker that was exclusive to people who were playing Fortnite. Yeah. That is bananas. It is. That is crazy. Like, not to mention they had that um that new, what was it, Rise of Skywalker DLC thing event mm-hmm. for uh, Fortnite. They've had collaborations with uh, the Infinity Wars. Oh, yeah. You they, could have you could play as Thanos. You could have dabbing and stuff. Um, they've had collaborations with Borderlands, which I mean, of course they did. <laughs> of course. Uh, other collaborations of that. I thought like they've had more. They've had too many. Yeah, they've had a lot. <laughs> they were doing a lot of work. They're, we're at a point where people are having classes to teach you the Fortnite dances. I hate it. <laughs> and it has inspired many a game. One of my personal favorites, even though it is no longer here because it was very short lived was Radical Heights. Oh, yeah. Yes. Poor game. Didn't stand a chance. It tried. Um, some other game came out. Um, the Culling. There it is. The Culling. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. It was its own game, but then they came up with a sequel that I think only 10 or so people bought. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> oh, I no. remember Jim Sterling. Shout outs. <laughs> Uh, made a video about it and he and only one other person were the only people playing it and it was like a day after release <laughs> oh no oh dear but then you, then they strong armed uh, Apex Legends in there they, they, yeah Apex Legends was there for like a, a couple weeks or so beating Fortnite beating Fortnite yeah I mean it's still people play it yeah people still play it it's still a, I would play it if I didn't have to be so team heavy mm. I mean, I just don't do that kind of stuff, but yeah, you, need a, you need a single player, well, single character experience type of thing where you're not on team, yeah, but going against other people. It's all what? Yeah, Fortnite shooting is so good. It's like such a cultural phenomenon. Like this it, will go down in history. Yeah, that, that both excites and disgusts me. It's probably gonna be in the Museum of uh, Gaming Hall of Fame, probably too, Ugh. or probably the National Congress Museum too. I won't lie, it's my personal opinion that it is not even that good of a game. It's just okay. But that's how it works usually. But the kids love it, so, you know, whatever. And it's free to play. And it's free. All right, what's next up from this previous decade? Uh, Kingdom of Amalur. This is a throwback if I've never heard one. I had to remember this one because this was... Yeah, this was one of the first stories we covered when we were doing the radio station thing. Yep. So, just for a quick rundown for everybody, um, this studio that was uh, funded by this baseball player, so I come up with this game that he didn't have enough money to even fund. So, after a while, he had to like start borrowing money from the state of Rhode Island to fund it. And when the game came out, it kind of bombed and flopped. Despite it being a pretty good game, it was a decent game. It just, you know, it was just like it, you've played it before, pretty much. Yeah, it wasn't treading new ground or anything. It's 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 a game that was good for what it was yeah and it didn't sell enough so it ended up going bankrupt the studio closed and old dude ended up owing money to rhode island (laughs) like this is a big i think this story kept unraveling over like a course of like three or four years now what's interesting what's very interesting the latest update on it was that the only reason this game has not seen a re-release is ea holds the licensing rights to this game Oh, but wait. THQ Nordic would very much like to re-release this game. Of course. I think they did something. I think that company that did 
Kingdom Avalon had subdued with some other games. So I'm trying to remember. Let me look Did up. they? I think I so. I thought this was like their only game. I think it was something else. They were else. like very much wanted done. Let me see. I might be wrong. Done being the operative word there. <laughs> very done. Because people weren't even getting paid, man. Imagine working on working on a game at all is already stressful. Working on a game knowing you're not about to get paid for your efforts has to be super stressful. I I couldn't, man. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Have you found the studio? Um, I think I'm, I'm thinking about something else, probably. Yeah, no. I'm thinking about something else. Okay, because I'm about to say, I think this was like their only game. Yeah, I don't else. think anybody sane enough would let them try another <laughs> game. <laughs> Not sane enough. <laughs> like, you would have to get somebody crazy in order to say to this, you know what? You have a pretty good track record. Let's let's put you on for another video game. Let's look this up again. I forgot about. I mean, it had good promise. It's just that they built more can chew, honestly. Mm-hmm. And they had too much riding on the success of it. Yeah, this was a game where it was like everything depends on this. Yeah. I mean, I remember I played it. I'm like, this is this is alright. It's cool, I guess. But this wasn't captivating enough to get the sales they needed for it to be a success. You lost focus too much. That too, which is why I don't play, you know, open world games. Same. Like, I will get off on a tangent. You have to keep me on a complete, like, on a rail. Like, okay, Michael. On a linear path? Yes. If not, I will do stupid things like rob people and go to different towns and fight people for no reason. Forget about the the, uh, main quest. So I like I need I need linear experiences with a dash of you know open world every now and then. Don't just give me open world just out of the blue because I ain't gonna do nothing but do stupid stuff the whole time. I got about two hundred fifty hours logged into GTA Five and I haven't beaten it. <laughs> you play a game that long and that much mm-hmm. and not beating it. Mm-hmm. What have you been doing? Very bad things. Ah, okay. All right, let's move on. The next story from last decade. Let's see. Let me pull it up really quick. Oh, Konami. Oof. This is gonna hurt a little bit. Not me. <laughs> not I'm to say things numb. about. Not to say things about bad about them. It's gonna hurt. What's gonna hurt me thinking about the stuff that I can't play anymore. I'm already numb. <laughs> so Konami out of nowhere decided they're just not gonna do anything else with a lot of different franchises. Whoa, IPs. whoa, 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 oh. whoa, whoa. Let's back up. All right. Let's back up. All right. Because this, this, this. Might be overlooking something. So, I want to start here. Okay. At um, the last Castlevania game. Oh, okay. You want how it was garbage you talking about the um the new series they came out with oh yeah lords of shadow oh yeah well you played as dracula that was so stupid and all he had was that one line <laughs> what is a man <laughs> and it, it it had no good context to what he was doing yeah <laughs> and what happened to castlevania after that you ask they came up with that 3DS version and they made a sequel to it. I mean, that's fine. But after that, Pachinko Machines. Yeah, Konami was on that. And Pachinko. a mobile game. Yeah. They were making more um, Metal Gear games. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they made some. They made Metal Gear 5. 
only to fire Kojima, who yeah. is the mastermind behind these yeah. games. And if you don't believe that, Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> game a game so bad. that was terrible and it's... had the unmitigated goal to charge you for save slots. Yeah. I they don't know what they were thinking. canceled Silent Hills. Right. Because they would come out. When they come out that, they didn't have that demo, um. PT? Yeah, that everybody like, loved. A tra- uh, a playable trailer? Yeah. So good that the PS4s that still had it on there sold for so much more than they were worth? Yeah. Konami. Cancelled <laughs> Silent Hills. Yep. A game I was very much looking forward to as a person who loves Silent Hill. And. It didn't stop there. Of course not. No. Why would it have stopped there? Because the next time we would see Silent Hill, can you guess? I can't. Pachinko machine. <laughs> they was over there with, with SNK with their Pachinko machines. Oh. <laughs> SNK had actual reason. They had no money. <laughs> they was broke. They had to make, to make their money back somehow. But hey. Konami didn't have the excuse of they was broke. They no, just, they didn't. Because you know what else makes them money? Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Man. They make so much money off Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Yu-Gi-Oh anime, Yu-Gi-Oh merch. Like, they make the money from Yu-Gi-Oh alone. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's not forget, they can never claim that they were broke, okay? They have one of the largest trading card properties in the world right now. In the yeah. palm of their hands. Even with as angry as I am with them, I play it. At least they still have Contra, right? Contra Rocor came out. Mm-hmm. It was garbage. <laughs> it was filth. <laughs> it wasn't even fit to be digitized onto these poor cartridges and discs. It wasn't worth the bandwidth for anyone who downloaded it. It wasn't worth the time of anyone who was forced to sit and play it and make it. It was garbage. And uh, it was disappointing because um, it was as if they had done everything they could to make sure it was garbage. Who in their right mind said to themselves, you know what country needs? It needs a <laughs> cool down system for their guns. <laughs> I could accept it being a twin stick shooter. I could accept it with like it's it's weird aesthetic. I could accept so much because there's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 
$5 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CAPITAL200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I love Contra. But when they decided to make a gun system with the guns have a cooldown? <laughs> that is like playing a Street Fighter game where you have a limited amount of time to use your normals. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that bad? It's that bad. Okay. Konami is trash. Konami is garbage. Fuck Pachinko. Fuck casinos. Ooh, they had the audacity to come up with Blades of Time. I remember that garbage game. Blades of Time? Yep. Ah. That was them too, huh? And what's terrible is that they were so good. They were doing really good for a while. So good. I'm looking at the game list right now, like the comp stuff. Even their new direction with Castlevania that was kind of like God of War. I could have taken that. (laughs) It was fine. But then they threw out the second one, and oh my god. Oh yeah, I've got they do the um, Suikunen series, and they never got anything after the fifth one. (laughs) Why? Why did Konami build us up just to tear us down? I don't care. They're still getting. Pro- I'm looking at their profits and stuff. They're still making money. Yeah, a lot of money. Like yeah, their we- revenue last year, they made two hundred and sixty-one point five billion in yen last year. That's fun for them. That's great. I'm like, happy for them. Net um, income thirty-four point two billion yen. They're making money still, but they don't care. That's why why I don't care about the games and stuff, honestly. It's it's not a necessity for them to continue on their company. They're still making billions of dollars regardless of them coming out with quality games. So, yeah, that was was hard last decade dealing with Konami. And just their, their refusal to come out with games, their refusal to come out with quality games at that, and just like dumping franchises on the wayside. Like, oh, we don't need this. It was tough. That was tough. Tough is a way of putting it. <laughs> okay. Do you want to move on from this? Yes. Okay. Because I feel myself getting increasingly angrier. Okay. Let's let's talk about something else. Okay. 
Because that, that, that one was a, not a fun one. So about Randy Pitchford, your favorite person. Oh, that's always fun. <laughs> so what we got with Randy Pitchford? You know way more about him than I do. Of course. Of course. Is that the guy with the Borderlands? Yes. Okay, I know that. I know his name from that. Randy Pitchford. He is a liar. He's a <laughs> cheater. He thinks he's a magician. But I have to respect him because he gave me Borderlands. It's the only redeeming thing it he's done. It's really the only thing he's done that's good. Yeah. Because um, him and uh, Gearbox... Ooh. Let's start with uh, Duke Nukem Forever. That was a mistake. Shouldn't have done that. I think he knows he shouldn't have done that. He only even talked about it. Of course. Why would he? Why would he, you say? Because he's still like, well, not to this day, but he likes to talk about um, alias Colonial Marines. Ew. Why would you bring that up? Oh, oh, I'll tell you why. We'll get to that. You remember that? I the remember trailer that. was amazing, but the gameplay was garbage. That we, talk, was a, we talked about it quite a bit on our older days. Man, that was over, like a topic often. Randy Pitchford will to this day lie to your face and say that game was good. Now people suspect that the game was bad because he was siphoning money from that project and putting the Borderlands, which the quality between the two games are night and day. Yeah, he has also been accused of making dummy accounts to praise Aliens Colonial Marines. Oh my god. Going so far as to try and slander Jim Sterling, who had plenty of coverage on this game after interviewing with Randy Pitchford. And um, they've had a rivalry ever since because of Aliens Colonial Marines. <laughs> like, oh, to this day, he will go on an interview, not say Jim Sterling's name, but describe him in such an insulting manner it's comical. But, hey, he made Borderlands. For a long time, Randy Pitcher was quiet. All he had to do was sit back and make Borderlands and shut up. We want to talk about Battleborn. That was sad. Borderlands 3 and leading up to it. My God, did Randy Pitcher not shut up. Between making it an Epic Store exclusive and saying, hey, nothing I could do, despite the fact that he's a CEO. There was the reveal day where he was trying to put on a magic show and it was bad. Nobody laughed. Um, There was that weird thing he shared on his Twitter of the cat getting assaulted by a crab. What? Oh, you didn't know about that? No. Yeah. No. Here. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Where is Peter? I don't know, but he, um, he, Wow. Just um, a quick anecdote. Peter was so garbage last decade. Oh, they man, were so I'm on my nerves. Even talking about Peter, I'm not. I'm just saying they were on my nerves. Every five minutes, they were talking about something. I played their games though. Oh, that Tanuki Suit game, the Tanuki Suit game, and the Pokemon game where I named the pig Bacon just to spite them. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, back to Randy. I just had a real quick anecdote. Um, when Game Informer was talking about Game Informer, yeah, Game Informer was talking about them talk, uh, saying something about in-game purchases, despite the fact that Randy said that there would be no in-game purchases, <sighs> and he went ballistic and called them like a rag and all this stuff. <laughs> I mean, they are, mind you. Whenever you contradict uh, Randy Pitchford, he will uh try to discredit you or read you for filth or oh, something. Oh yeah, and it usually comes out like try dude, to drag you. Like dude, you could have just left us alone. 
you know, that kind of stuff. Let me not go hard on Game Informer. They they have their purpose. They're just an advertisement for GameStop. I get it. There was also conversations about there there was a oh my god, the USB drive thing. What was that? So Medi he there was a USB drive at uh Medieval Times that uh-huh. he left behind that left uh both pornography and important documents at 2K on the flash drive. Mm-hmm. Now, people were like, why would you keep important documents and porn on the same flash drive? And, you know, people at first thought it was underage porn. Wasn't. They were at least 18. And he responds with, they're, they're not sex workers. They're magicians. Really? Which is supposed to be like some kind of joke or something. They're magicians. Okay. There was the case against him about him assaulting someone in the lobby of a hotel. There was the disagreement that was between him and the old voice of Claptrap. How Oh, Randy, right. I forgot mm-hmm, about that. Where he wanted to get paid for his work on the game and as, you know, the voice actor. But Randy was like, hey, this was just kind of you doing volunteer work. Wait, wasn't the dude working at um the game company, working on the game itself and yes. doing the voice? Oh, yeah. Yes. Forgot about that. Okay, that was trash. Yes. These are all the things I just remember off the top of my head. Randy Pitch was in The Busy Man. Man, very and As you can imagine, this has, I don't want to say put a cloud over Borderlands 3. I'm sure it still did well. But if you look up Borderlands 3, Randy Pitchford, you're not going to see a whole lot about the game. You're going to see a whole lot about how trash of a person he is. Yes. <sighs> Randy Pitchford. All he had to do was be quiet. Stop talking. Stop. He don't know how to do that. That's so, hard yes. for him to do. Randy Pitchford. Decade of nonsense. <laughs> Decade of nonsense. Yo. <laughs> like, he had successful games. Why would you even go through the trouble of talking so much? Just chill. Like, I get it. You don't want anybody to try to badmouth you, but at the same time, it's like, you're just, you're, you have money. Bro, just get money. Get money and be quiet. Like, let the game just be what it is and let it speak for itself. And- right, just get money. That's it. Get money. Shut up. <laughs> decade of nonsense. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. That's a way to tie up his whole arc from last yes. decade. All right, what's next? What do you want to talk about next? So, two of the most high-profile RPGs finally released. Oh, I got to say about this. Uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy Fifteen and Kingdom Hearts 3. First of all, let's talk about when they were announced. Oh, no, he, got, he has receipts. <laughs> I have receipts. So, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Final Fantasy Versus 13, which is the original title of Fifteen, was announced 11 years ago. Because it was announced as a compilation for Final Fantasy 13. Yeah, 13 was supposed to have like a whole universe. Yes, it was supposed to. And it was going to be pretty awesome, actually, because they were going to continue the lore from 13 into 15 and into um, Type 0, which would have made a lot of sense. Type 0 retained all of that stuff. But since Final Fantasy 15, I mean, 14, I'm sorry, 14, 13 didn't sell quite as much as they wanted it to, and it didn't fulfill the promises they wanted as far as like you know fans being unanimously in love with it they decided to make 15 out of versus 13 which was dumb and here we are with final fantasy 15 in order to completely 
distance itself from 13 and the lore. They had to take all of the lore from out of it and redo it from the ground up, which is part of the reason why it took so long for it to come out. But yeah, Kingdom Hearts, I don't know what happened there. Nobody knows. Because that game was on the PS2. Like, we skipped the whole, we skipped the whole gen. We had to get always the PS4 to get a new Kingdom Hearts. Mind you, it wasn't like they didn't do anything in between. Oh, yeah. Before getting to three, Kingdom Hearts has, if I last counted correctly, third, no, 12 games. 12 games. You know what? We're not even gonna. We're gonna do a live count right here. Right, we're what? gonna we're gonna look up how many Kingdom Hearts games there are. Ooh, you ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> Just look up the um, the two um, what is it? No, the um, God, the compilation that came out with all the games on it. Story so far. That's what yeah, called. I think that has all the main games that actually mean something. All right, so let's see. Uh, story so far when did part two come out tell me okay here we go so we got the kingdom hearts hd 1.5 plus 2.5 remix having kingdom hearts final mix kingdom hearts rechain of memories kingdom hearts 358 over two days hd remaster cinematics Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts Recoded HD Cinematics, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance HD, Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep A Fragmentary Passage, Kingdom Hearts Back Cover, which is a movie. Yep. Not to mention the mobile game that's actually canon. So it's eight games and a movie. Mm-hmm. I think that is um the back cover. I think that's the movie now. Yeah. So eight games in the movie. Oh no! Don't forget the the mobile game. That's important. The uh, Union, uh, Kingdom Hearts Union X or some stuff. That's actually canon to the actual story. You have to play that to understand what's going on in three. I know that because I have friends who told me. So it's nine games. Yes, in the are, movie. Yes. Plus Kingdom Hearts. Yes. yes. This is all what happened. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of lore in between them, but Kingdom Hearts 3 just never happened for a long time. I think part of it was that Tetsuya Nomura was dropped in to um, do stuff for 15. Ah. And I, I, I know there's a trade-off between two people who were doing the game. They had to like have someone else finish it, or aka start a brand new game from scratch, which was bad. They're like, oh, yeah, he's back working on Kingdom Hearts 3 now. I'm like, why didn't you start working on a game like ten years ago? Like they were, you weren't doing anything then. Always wonderful to see. So they finally came out, um, both to relatively mixed reception. Yeah, very mixed. Uh, I'm gonna let Michael take over this one for a little bit because I know you have strong opinions about Fifteen. Yes, as I've played the entirety of it. And he even went so far as the... There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. 
Just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CAPITAL200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. What was that? Two-part review? Yes. I reviewed every chapter and DLC. If you want to watch it, you can definitely do it. This is before Royal Edition came out. But it's relatively the same because Royal Edition didn't add a super whole lot. Like it added a couple of new gameplay elements, but it wasn't like a whole bunch of story elements they added to it. Destiny cut story stuff they were going to plan for DLC. There's going to be like three more story packs to get. They cut all of it. They made it to a book. What? Yes. The last story pack was the, um, what's that guy's name? The main villain. They can handle story DLC. It was like two more supposed to come out. But that's dumb. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I think one of the issues, and then this is from insider information I got from people who worked at Square Enix at the time they've had to make that game four times over just about what yes they had to keep remaking the game because they kept like rolling to Roblox the whole time they were making it so they started off from scratch like three or four times that's part of the reason why it took so long another reason was the budget they were going over budget a lot they're like okay we gotta come up with this game they couldn't come out they couldn't they couldn't hold it any longer because they knew they were like siphoning money and they were like hemorrhaging money too oh crap yeah I think one of the main problems was that the original story was so heavily involved with 13's lore and in order to like make it make sense they had to like completely take all of it out and when you play it you can tell a lot of Cypher was Cypher because they still have like little bits and pieces in there but nowhere to the extent that what it originally should have been even the gameplay was different like the original gameplay was definitely a Kingdom Hearts clone which people wanted I wanted it too I would be down for that. Like when they showed that trailer in 2013, that game looked phenomenal. I wanted that game, not this garbage we got after like what a couple of years ago. Ugh, mm-hmm. it was so trash. So you made people wait so long for it, and then what we got was like this really bare bones game. And some will argue that oh, it's gonna get patched, but these aren't like free patches though. This is like story stuff. Like the main part of an RPG is the story. You can't patch in story parts that's integral to the whole narrative after the fact. I, mean, I actually waited a whole year to play that game. They patched it all with the new story stuff. I remember that. Because I was not playing it. It was like, oh, like 20 hours? I'm good. Actually, the game is still like 25 hours, even with the... If you just go do story only, it's like 25 hours. That's including DLC packs, all four of them. Well, maybe a little bit longer they got the Arden trailer. So that's probably like 26 hours, but that's still short. Like, it's just, oh my God. And then Kingdom Hearts, they're still fixing it. <laughs> like, they're literally adding more stuff to it, more cutscenes. I mean, it's, it's, it's baffling to me. It's literally baffling to me. They took this long for this game to come out, and it's already like, it's such a poor state. But people love it, man. Nah, people don't like that game. They still say Part 2 is the, the quintessential Kingdom Hearts game. Because it is. 
Yes. Like part three is considered garbage compared to two. I've I've spoken with fans and maybe you're talking of the majority. Cause you know, I don't I don't get knee deep into what the what the masses think of an RPG. Because at least in my experience, RPG fans are just ugh. They are they're an interesting sort. They are a very interesting like sect of the gaming industry or gaming community. But yeah, Kingdom Hearts three is very polarized. It's completely polarized, like to the point where they're hoping that this new DLC fixes it. It's just a fact they had to wait this long for it. It's like almost fifteen years it took for them to make this game, and then you mean to tell me that it comes out? It's like this. This is it. This is what we got. You hate to see it. You really do hate to see it. And it's not like Queens make like a whole bunch of games have all these projects. They have like two projects out. They're making the Final Fantasy fourteen stuff. They're remastering all their games for some reason to make more money. Basically. And now we're getting the Final Fantasy seven remake, which is actually on schedule. Which is crazy to think about. Like it hasn't been pushed back yet. They're on a firm three three twenty twenty date. Like they have not pushed it back yet. Yeah, and this is what them having to have remade the game. Because if you recall, when they first initially announced it, they then announced later on that they were going to have to give it to another studio and have them do it from scratch. Yeah. I mean, it's looking good. It's looking real good. Like, I'm excited about this remake. This is probably going to be one of the definitive games that come out from Square Enix in a long time. It may be better than Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy XV, to be honest. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. Speaking of expectations, <laughs> remember No Man's Sky? Man, first of all, we were at the um, PlayStation Experience sitting there watching the trailer for that. And some people were like, what is this? And I'm looking like, ooh. I was like, I don't know. That would make it a big promises. This is look good. Procedurally so generated good. worlds and stuff. That's not easy to sell. I'm like, it, it was selling me. And I was like, ooh, this is so good. Shout out to that E3. That was an incredible E3 that year. But Michael, being the voice of reason, was like, hey, man, how about you wait and see what's happening first? <laughs> and shortly after that trailer, things uh, got bad. It got pretty bad. If you go back and watch those interviews of, um, oh, goodness, what's the head of name? Give me a second. You watch the interviews and every time multiplayer is brought up. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, uh, you know, you might see some people, you might not. It's a bit, it's a big world. I mean, it's procedurally generated like worlds, like infinitely. Which like, was... I don't even know why you would make the promise of multiplayer, man. Yeah. Whoo, man, we did a whole thing about that. Well, we did a few things about yeah. that. Yeah. Because it was like a scam. It felt like at first. Because when they put it out. Sean Murray, that's his name. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. When Sean Murray was, like, showing off that it was ready to go, and then, like, they put it out, and everybody's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> they went radio silent for a long time, and nobody thought they were going to come back. Yeah. Like, wow. You want to talk disasters? Yeah. Yeah, that was a fire that kept going. Yikes. And it just kept going. It was always burning since the world's been turning. 
I just knew from what they were trying to promise, they couldn't fulfill it in the time frame which they were trying to do it. Like every time Sean Murray was in the interview, he's just kind of like chuckling and going, <laughs> "Yeah, it's gonna come out. <laughs> it's happening." Like they should just say this is a project we're doing, and just like I don't know, they could have did that way, but that rollout was terrible. Like it was just awful. People would have to wait such a long time before they got a competent game. Yep. <laughs> the game. I don't know what to say. The game is right now. I think I they released good. it, so I, I think think it's better now. Like I hear it's good. I think it even has like a VR thing going on. VR needs to be in everything. Like, can we do some stuff without VR? No. Everything VR. Like, everything had to be 3D before. Everything has to be VR now. Remember 3D? Remember that craze? I remember. I was there. I'm over it now, though. Who isn't? But now we're in the VR phase. Ugh, God. Yeah, No Man's Sky was a textbook case of overpromising things you can't fulfill. Like literally, like it just was trying to do too much, too soon, too fast. They didn't have a proper like infrastructure. They didn't have a proper team to implement all this stuff. Yet they had the audacity to come up with the game. And now today we're we're looking when you look up No Man's Sky, you hear about how apparently you can make music in the game now. That's that's cool. interesting. That's cool, I guess. That's something. But it took so long to get here. Three years. They should have came out with it now. Yeah, it took three years for them to finally get a good game going. You know, like another game that was announced that exact same E three Dreams, they were in beta for a while. Why the heavy side? I don't want to talk about dreams. Why not? I just want that game to release and be good. You could get it on the UK account we have. I might. Like, it's been in, like, have you seen the Final Fantasy VII remake um, thing they used through dreams? No. Okay. I'm going to share it to you really quick. Okay. <laughs> I just want to play it. Does that game look good too? We have a we have a European account. Okay. You can you can you can get it if you really want it, you can get it. Might have to pay a couple extra bucks for it, but Yeah, because their money's stronger than our money and exchange rates. Oof. What? Death Stranding and No Man's Sky among the flop games of the decade for Watch Mojo. <laughs> Dang. I'm gonna watch that on the way home. <laughs> Oh, Death Strand! Who would have thought that Death Stranding and No Man's Sky would be in the same sentence for something so terrible? Yeah, it's a new era we're in. Oh yeah, I'm totally gonna just watch that on the way home. All right, speaking of being full of shit, <laughs> this segue EA. Oh, we got someone talking about EA last and, second. And they we- were. And you know what? We're still not going to cover everything. Nope. But we're going to cover enough. Last day they were on. They were on one last day. They said, we making money and that's it. So let's see. They killed Dead Space. Yep. That was a tragedy. That was a tragedy. Killed it. They killed it. Lo- you know what? Is that even in this decade? What? Dead Space 3. I want to make sure. It should be. I want to make completely sure before I start railing it on them because I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Death Stranding came out this dec- last decade. Like, I'm almost like 75% sure. 
I am too, but I, you know, yeah. just wanna just wanna make sure. I think I was. Yes, February twenty uh, thirteen. Yep. All right, cool. Figured. I can rail into this. <laughs> I love Dead Space one, and I I love Dead Space two. Two to, still gives me gives me the creeps every now and again when I think about it because I my mind immediately goes to the daycare portion where you have to shoot the exploding babies. Oh, that was that was oof. But three was like, hey. You know how our strengths are putting you in claustrophobic areas by yourself? Let's add co-op and crafting and open spaces and temperature for some reason, which made the game not scary and easy and dumb. But hey, you can buy components because microtransactions. Our favorite thing. Microtransactions. We'll we'll discuss more about that in a, in a bit. By the yeah, way, yeah, we have a lot to talk about with that. But yeah, that was just Dead Space, okay. Mm-hmm. But then, um, I don't know if I want to talk that much about Mass Effect Three because it's not like they screwed it up that as far annoying. as monetization. That was, annoying. but that ending was trash. That was annoying though. Like to be honest, like that whole affair about the the ending and having to change it and. Going back and forth, like that was just a lot. That that was quite a bit. That was a whole journey we got. We we talked about that for a couple of weeks actually. Mm-hmm. I remember those days. And they eventually changed it. It wasn't the ending everybody wanted, but it, it was, was an ending. It was better than what they got originally, I guess. Only Let's for them see. to screw up again with that other. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Oh. We'll, we'll get we'll get there. Okay, we'll get sorry. There. We'll get there. I'm jumping the gun. Let's see. Uh, I feel like if I looked up all the games they've released. From now till from then till now, I can find something that they've done to screw it up. Because another one that comes by Sim City, how that was always online, and how they said it had to be, but then somebody hacked it so it wasn't, and it still played just fine. Oh, always online. We don't need to talk about the sports division just yet because we got a section for them. Let's see. Um. I could think of Battle for, Battlefront, Battlefield, Battlefield Four, how it released broken and it was a mess and people were pissed. Um, the Sims, how they monetized that to hell. Wait, 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 wait! I thought something. What boy? Remember that? What was was that battle? Was that Battlefront? Remember there was a girl on the cover of one of the games. That will be battle. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Mama is treating me to breakfast. Yep, let me see your phone. Huh? Look here. I download this McDonald's app because when you buy any bagel sandwich like the steak, egg, and cheese bagel, you get one free. Wait, you just bought that on my phone. That's right. Now that you got McDonald's money, you could treat mama. 
<laughs> okay, Ma, you got it. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Valid through 10-222 at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. App download and registration required. Field. Okay, that's, that's Battlefield um, 5, actually. Yes, that's I remember little, that. That's I'm... a little further up because we still haven't gotten to Battlefield 1, but there was a black guy on the cover. Oh, yeah. Was that a big deal for that? Actually, no. Surprisingly. People are more upset about the fact that, you know, Battlefield Hardlines was a thing. <laughs> Why are there so many Battlefield games? I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just, I'm just asking the questions that need to be asked. What else did EA do? I know they did a lot. They there's so many things they've done, especially the microtransactions and like they killed Need for Speed. Oh yeah, they killed a lot of them they too. They killed Titanfall with their stupid decision. Yeah. Why would you sandwich Titanfall between Battlefield One, your own release that you know is going to be good, and mm-hmm. Call of Duty? Why did you do that? Why would you do Titanfall Two? Was amazing. And they killed it. They probably thought they were like, oh, we have a two-front attack against this one company. We call it two games. Medal of Honor is dead. <laughs> that, that game isn't even worth talking about at this point. Um, I like I said, The Mel Sims Lamar. has so many expansions. So many ways to spend money in that game. It's actually ridiculous. It should be looked at and, and scrutinized <laughs> harshly. <laughs> Not looked at. Um... Patrick Sodalin, who was like the head there at the time, he was just always full of bad takes. Oh, yeah. About how microtransactions are good and how it helps the industry and blah, 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 blah. Um, I think they were one of the pioneers of the online pass. What's the online pass? Remember when they were trying to stop the used game sales? So they had online pass. Oh, so my God. Use. Remember that garbage. So you, yeah, the just online upset pass. me. Yeah, you couldn't. Oh, because I remember you couldn't use online stuff. You had to right. buy the if pass. You, if you bought a used a copy used game and it had an online function, you had to buy the online pass. I remember that didn't, that didn't last long. No, it didn't. That didn't last very long. No, that was not. trash. Wasn't that the same? Did they do that for um? Oh, uh, I can't think. It was a different company though. I'm trying to think. Was it for um? Uh, PlayStation All Stars. Did they do that too. I think so. Yeah, I remember. I was mad. I had bought that game. You was like, you can't play online. You buy it online. I'm like, well, I guess I ain't playing online then. Uh, you finna get me. God, just think of all the things EA did. Um, but, 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 oh, but Battlefield Five, right? People were mad because the trailer was weird. Yeah, and not historically accurate. They thought that people hate it because there was a woman. And they basically was like, look, my daughter deserves to have games where women are on the front lines. If you don't like it, don't buy it. And guess what? They didn't like it. So they didn't buy it. Yikes. They even went so far as to throw like some kind of party where they had like all the quotes of people saying these things about the game. Not trolling quotes, mind you. Just criticisms about the game's release and everything. And they were just like, yeah, you know, it's funny. It's funny how they're trolls and we're great and we're EA. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> that laugh. And uh, yeah, Battlefield 5 didn't do so good. Some would say it killed the franchise. I don't know if I would go that far. But, uh, whoo, boy, it didn't do them any favors. Nah. And of course, uh, we talked briefly about what they did at the Battlefront. 
Um, Battlefront One was a microtransaction riddled disaster, or is that Battlefront Two? Hard to tell. They were both pretty bad. They were both pretty bad. Um, they used FIFA and all their sports games as pretty much cash generators to them. Because they knew people were going to buy that over and over again, no matter what. Like, the presence of FIFA outside the U.S. is crazy. Like, it's such a huge IP elsewhere in the world, because soccer's a big thing. So, it's all going to make money, like, every year. <sighs> EA is a horrible company. Yes. Twice they were voted worst company in America. <laughs> they take it with pride, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, and anthem woo yikes all i had to say was anthem and you knew what that was going i knew where that was going that was a complete cluster fire oh yes that's this was their bid to try to uh chase the beautiful live service <sighs> live service is such a ugh. oh yes and uh how bioware was like hey bioware magic doesn't exist. Doesn't work. It was hard work. Bioware magic. <laughs> yes, that was that was their thing. Hey, if a game isn't gonna come out on time, we use Bioware magic and make it happen. <laughs> Another word for that is crunch. Yep. Which I'm glad that we kind of got uncovered that one. Ah, yes, yes. Shout out to uh, Jason Schreier who blew yeah. that one wide open. You know, what I thought about you know that meme of like uh, Scooby Doo where he takes the hood off of people and it's actually somebody else. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is versus Bioware Magic, but actually it's just Crunch. Yes, <laughs> that's literally it. Oh, <laughs> another game we could point at is uh, Bioware's uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. I was yeah, I was alluded that early because boy oh boy, what <laughs> <Ooh>, graphics! <laughs> you can look at so many compilations of glitches of faces. Of just bad dialogue. I will never forget that this one woman said her face was tired, and oh my god! First of all, first of all, what? I say that occasionally at work. People are like, "Are you okay?" No, my face is just tired. And they look at me like, "What does that mean?" I don't know. My face is tired. I remember when that game was announced. My friend was like, "How's it come out this soon?" I'm like. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Bioware magic. Because <laughs> he kept saying, like, this is a really short development cycle. Are you going to be able to get this out in time? I'm like, you're just worrying too much. <laughs> Bioware magic. <laughs> that game came out with garbage. Or knows what they're so... going to do to Dragon Age. Oh, God. Those are... Did it also do one? They, uh, yeah. Oh. And it's probably going to be a live service, too. Oh, God. Why? <laughs> I am so glad that I don't have any franchises about EA that I really love and care about. As long as it doesn't make my face tired. <laughs> oh, forgot about that. They turned Command and Conquer into a, a mobile game now? That was rude. Despite the fact that people have been waiting so long. Oh my god, they rude for so that. So long. I hate when companies do that. I hate when companies have a, a property people actually love and care about. They make a mobile game out of it. I've seen a lot of companies do that. It's, it happens quite often. I can name a few that upset me to this day. Ew. But you sound a little upset about that, man. Because Square Enix did to me. What What did they do? Valkyrie Profile? Ah. Oh, I'm sorry. Man. That game still is. That's just, that game is canon. That game is literally. That game is a prequel to the first game. 
Sorry, I, 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 I hey man, do you do your thing? So upset about that. Then Capcom had the audacity to do that with Breath of Fire. It's like, oh, you want to do Breath of Fire? <laughs> Here's this mobile version. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like these guys, just they just so they're so trying to chase that mobile money. Yeah, EA is no different. Like I blame um, Angry Birds for this whole all of this. They ruined the game industry. Somehow they they're double dipping because they have uh, Plants vs Zombies. Oh on, yeah, on mobile, and they also have it as like a third person shooter. Yeah, which honestly is pretty good. I actually like Plants vs Zombies. I'll give them fact. that at least. Yeah, but then you got to take it away when you realize they also have Dungeon Keeper, which is the most egregious um, mobile game ever created. Dungeon Keeper, what's Dungeon Keeper? Um, Dungeon Keeper. How do I explain Dungeon Keeper? It's basically a game where you're just digging a lot, and you can pay to dig faster. <laughs> you can pay to dig faster. Yeah, otherwise, like digging is like an ordeal of like twenty four hours or something. It's, oh, okay. it's pretty garbage. Sounds about right. Ugh, man, you know what? It's like last decade was just garbage. To be honest, like even just like. Hearing us talk about a lot of the stuff we talked about, a lot of it was just not that great. Like many of the story we talked about was just like, oh, this is bad. Ugh. People actually think we hate gaming if they just listen to this only. Yeah, which I mean, we don't. We don't like, but gaming, gaming has gotten a little trash. Yeah, because I can say from like the two thousands was a pretty good era. We didn't have microtransactions and stuff. We didn't have DLC. We just had games coming out. Hell, a lot of games. Funny, funny that you mentioned that. That's our next topic, which is DLC. Oh Jesus! <laughs> okay, I'm very passionate about this topic. As am I. Okay. <sighs> I remember DLC being a simple idea that was supposed to basically be a way to sell people expansions, much like they do on PC. Yep. That was the basic premise. Mm-hmm. You sell more of the game. Not the rest of the game. Yep. And yet. Here we are. Here we are. We got microtransactions that sell you cosmetics. That sells you parts of the game that you could access in the game, but it's a pain to. Um, The rest of the game. (laughs) Yep. Stuff that will help you win more. Yep. Games that shouldn't even have the... Dude, that... (sighs) We we I know that we've gotten to a pretty bad place when we get to a game like let's say Tales, any Tales game, any mm-hmm. Tales game that came out in the last five six years. If you go to the PlayStation Store, they have packs where you give you extra items, yeah, extra levels, yeah, extra money, yeah, and it's like why? Like I'm cool with costumes, cosmetics is always cool. That's always fun for RPGs. But when you start getting to like levels and stuff, like okay, all right, guys, you took this too far now. <laughs> Like it was fun earlier, but now you just you just ruined it. Like Devil May Cry has a trans- transaction where they say you orbs, which directly gives you you know power ups. Oof! Devil um, May, oh god, Devil May Cry Five. They had the audacity for that game with the red orbs. Let's see, um, what was that game? Shadows of Mordor. Oh, oof! Was that EA? Was it EA? I don't want to say that it was EA. Was that who did Shadows of Mordor? I remember that was a big topic for a while too. Yes, because they were they were definitely pay to win. 
It might have been EA. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, part of me wants to say Ubisoft too. Don't don't because don't they don't they are the they oh if they can monetize it they will. Don't talk about Ubisoft because I'm gonna get mad because they still ain't did what I need them to do. Which is come out with a new Prince of Persia. What else? Oh, that was WB. Okay, WB game. They oh god, we ain't talk about them either. They were pretty trash last decade too. Oh yeah, about how they were selling broken games on PC and, <laughs> and forced them to like. Steam had to force them to give them refunds. Yo, that what was that? Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight on PC was trash. Ooh. Also, uh, MKX was trash too on PC. It was broken. They clearly don't care about. They this just game. don't. They was like, uh... or how. <laughs> Or the monetization schemes. Like, dude, they gave you an option to buy the crypt. Yep. And in MK11, they gave you time crystals, but make the unlocking so terrible that you it's wish they so would bad. give you the option to buy the crypt. Yo, like, the crypt is, like, the most... It ain't nothing to fix it! It's so obnoxious. Like, to get those crystals, you're paying way more money for stuff. Like I don't even want—I barely even play that game because of that. Like that just ruined it for me. Even like get costumes and stuff. Like I would prefer just to have costumes. Like just give me costumes. Like I'm okay with that. Like the way they did MK11 DLC was so like, awful. It, it was clearly a way to make you invest a lot of time. Yeah, for engagement. Yes, this is clearly an engagement thing, and it can either turn people away or make people addicted. Yeah, either one. They're looking for more of the latter, though. Of course. And people to be addicted. But, you know, WB. Ugh, they were trash. And you know what's going to happen? What? After, like, a good year has passed, they're going to unlock, they're going to do the um, Ultimate Edition, which is everything unlocked. Yep. 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 Because that's how they make their money. Yep. Yep. All right. These people aren't buying the game anymore. Give them the Ultimate Edition. Yep. For, like, 30 or 40 bucks. All the characters, all the costumes, all the everything. So, oh yeah. God, I forgot WB games. They were so garbage. Yep, with their DLC. Yep, like I like DLC where it adds value to the game. That's all I want. Like I don't want it to be stuff that like is so integral to the gameplay. Where I have to buy it, or I'm not gonna have a great experience. One of the worst cases of DLC. I'm not gonna talk about Evolve here because that's too easy. <laughs> that's way too easy. Match that's too easy. No, 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 no. This is something that people may have forgotten. All right. Okay. This is Asher's Wrath. Ooh, I remember that. Ooh, Capcom. They told you the true ending. Yes. Now, the game ended conclusively, but they said, you want the true ending? You really want to know what happens? It's not what really happens. Here's what really happens. Just a a couple bucks. I'll tell you what really happens. That was so trash for Capcom doing that. And wow. I think Capcom, I think, less than better than anybody else this last decade. Mm. Cause they learned about that DLC stuff. Now EA, EA hasn't learned their lesson yet. Oh no, no, no! Because it keeps working. Yeah, they won't. I feel like I can't believe them learning their lesson until they stop monetizing their sports games. Well, that's never gonna happen. Exactly. Take two is just as bad. Yeah, that virtual currency nonsense. Oof, God. Or. The literal slot machines in their games now? Yeah, the 2K games. That's not Borderlands. Ugh. Which is crappy because that one game that 2K is doing, that, um, what is it called? Godfall? I'm interested. But 
I'm scared that's gonna be monetized to hell. Same here. Like I thought that was a cool looking concept of a game. Like, oh this looks cool. It's a loot based action game. Ooh, I don't like that. Well, it sounds like it's gonna be like a monster hunter game, honestly. Yeah, I could see that too. But if it's gonna be like monetized to hell, I don't want it. Oh, but let's not forget the worst Ponzi scheme of DLC yet. Come with it, yes. Augment your pure. Square has learned very well how people are not here for the bullshit because um they tried it. Ooh, augment your pre-order? <laughs> a Ponzi scheme for DLC. Jesus. Hey guys, if you all pre-order the game, you get more DLC. You keep pre-ordering. You keep getting stuff. You even get to the part where you get the game early. That was so garbage. Who let them do that? I'm sure that was probably um, Square Enix that did that. Because I know, I'm going to say in my heart, Crystal Dynamics would not do that. Oh, no. I I, I, I feel like they had that. nothing to do with it. Because I, I know a lot of times, a lot of the DLC and and schemes they're doing is usually done by a publisher to make more money. Like, usually the developer doesn't want it. They don't, they usually they don't even want to do it. Yeah, when you talk to them, they're just like, hey, hey, we, we got to do this, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. We got to make this money. They're forcing us to. They're forcing our hand, pretty Ooh, much. Ooh, the trailers are still up. For what? For, for augment your pre-order. <laughs> that was so garbage. Ooh. I'm playing it. I'm 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 fine with this. This is a good choice. All right, I'm not gonna play the audio because um, you know, it's gonna be weird if yeah. I do. Even though, oh man, this single player game where you can augment your pre-order. That oh. was. They thought that was a good idea too. Somebody right, in marketing so, was like, hey, we should do this. Right, so says, augment your pre-order. This had whole tears. Like, why? Why did you all think this was okay? I thought this was a good idea. So, like, tier one was, like, costumes and skins. And it was pre- all dependent. On a group effort of yes. everybody pre-ordering this game. The classic pack of foot. Yeah, you get three packs of... Um, oh, hold on. Whoa, whoa. It's going real fast. So the first tier was a bunch of costume packs. The second tier was like music. Yeah, digital art book, digital OST sampler. Tier three is an extra in-game mission. Tier four is a digital novella and a comic book. The tier five was you get the game early. Boy, oh boy. They, they were was crowdfunding th- a whole scheme. Yeah, they thought they was doing something. <sighs> like, why can't they just, like, not do stuff like this? Like, I would prefer them not do this. You could get the game four days early. <laughs> if you just all collectively pre-order the game. Why? Why? Like that is why <laughs> Square Enix was always on one last decade. Like they just was always doing something stupid. They couldn't get it right, really. Honestly, no, they couldn't. Like they just kept consistently. I think next this year seems like it's going to be a good year for them because with the remake coming out and the Trials of Mana remake, which I'm really excited about too, looks really good. I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And they got what Bravely Default coming out part two. <sighs> I don't know when it's coming out, but it's going to come out soon. So, hopefully, Swearing's not taking lesson from the augment your DLC garbage. That was stupid. What, Bradley Default 2? Yes. 
Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's not like part one where you have to redo everything like a bunch of times. Hopefully it's more like part two, which is good. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, whatever that, I guess 1.5, whatever you want to call it. Cause yeah. this one is two for some reason. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's get away from DLC. We, we've ranted quite a bit and if you ever want to find out what we think about P- uh, DLC, just listen to some of our past episodes. Yeah, we have a lot to say about DLC. Usually, we will continue to have a lot to say about it because it's garbage. But let's let's talk about something we can look back on and laugh now. <laughs> That's the big PSN hack. Yo, when that happened, that was like the worst time to be a PSN uh, uh, PlayStation user because boy, oh boy, everybody was just piling in. Like you stupid PS players, you Sony boys, which you look Sony at? ponies. Look, oh god, Sony pony was so good. I ain't gonna lie, I laughed at that. But man, I know Xbox Live has never been hacked, right? They was just like, oh, I don't want my car being hacked. I'm not gonna oh. put my card on my stuff. But man, your server's still up there, buddy. Because the servers were down for a while, a long time. They had to fix it because there was a huge breach of everybody's like car information was compromised. Ugh, man! I don't want nobody using my card. <laughs> Xbox Live is great. Yeah, that was a bad time. That wasn't a good time. But remember when they actually did come back and they gave us free games? Yeah, that was good. It was nice of them to do that. They didn't have to. They didn't. I just wanted to play Street Fighter Four with the new um, arcade edition. I was like, uh, "Can y'all put this back up so we can play this?" But yeah, that was a huge thing. That that was like so big for a while. And thankfully, I didn't have like any issues with my stuff being compromised. Neither did I. A lot of people I know didn't, but some people actually did too. So, it was so thankfully, Sony has learned from that, and I don't think we've had a breach like that since. No, I don't think we have nothing, nothing to that magnitude. That was huge. Somehow they they bounced back really good too. Yes, because like the PS4 didn't have. I mean, that thing just went on to sell so much. So, yes, you would think with such a breach like that, it would have probably like hurt them. Dearly, but it actually didn't. Xbox users got a lunchbox. Yikes. They went from whatever you can call the 360 to a DVR player, <laughs> and now they have a file cabinet. You are so rude. What? I'm just calling. Look at look at that thing and tell me you don't see a file cabinet. You are rude. I'm being nicer than saying a trash can. That's rude, too. I, hey, that ain't even me. I think a file cabinet is very useful. I'm sure you do. Yeah, and I would say about the breach, I mean, it was awful, and you couldn't go online for a while, and it was a lot of coverage about it, and people were rightfully so pissed. Cause I don't they, think I want to ignite any more than I did in that those days to play online against people. Well, yeah, because like, you couldn't do it at home anymore. So, <sighs> so sad. <sighs> We can look at it fondly as just a time in history where Sony screwed up and they learned from their mistakes. <laughs> I mean, you had us that time, Xbox, but we but come on. had us <laughs> that time. All right, what's next? That was a little short one. The Ouya. Oh, God. We and have. The rise of cloud gaming. So, the Ouya, that was a special place for us. Because we went to the event they had in Chicago about it. Yeah, we met the lady and everything. Yeah, so it was like, it was really... You know, I actually still want Ouya because, like, the emulating thing it can do on it is really awesome. But... Hey, look, I tell you what. You get an Ouya if you want to. And you let me know how that goes. Yeah, the controller for it is terrible, though. That's the only thing that stopped me. 
Like I saw Ouya at like the um, thrift store once. I should have bought it when I saw it. I mean, can't you just like use a Bluetooth controller? I think you can. I don't know what's if that's the, the case. You could just use your PS4 controller. Yeah, I haven't seen what they've been doing lately with the Ouya as far as like the emulator scene. Yeah, it's been a while. I try to keep up with the emulator scene for some reason. I don't know. It's just one of my hobbies. Because you don't want to buy old consoles. Yeah, I really don't if I don't have to. But yeah, the Ouya was <laughs> told to be like the biggest thing since sliced bread. Like, we are going. No, there's no more need for boxes except this tiny square. <laughs> Developers can come in and do whatever they want with it. They ain't do nothing with it. And they were like, "Well, why, why, why would we? What, what's our incentive?" Yes, <laughs> literally, yes. She was bad about asking questions, though. I remember that about about the fighting games. She was like, "It's a good controller for it." I'm like, "Girl, have several seats. That controller is like, yeah. okay, like a damn boomerang. Get out of my face." What about the ergonomics of the controller? It fits in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the launch lineup? Games. <laughs> All right, and how many people do you have to support this right now? A lot. <laughs> we have a lot of backers. A lot of backers and a lot of support. Oh, from people just like you. Oh my God, the Ouya was such a big deal. It's because it introduced an idea that would not be refined until so many years later. Yeah. Because it tried cloud gaming before cloud gaming even had a title. Yep. It definitely did. And it's still bad. Yeah, because we get all the way up to now with the um the Stadia. Trash. Which is hot garbage. Filth. It's still bad. Disgusting. They didn't learn nothing from the Ouya. Garbage. Like. Uh, and guess what? The Chrome, the Chromecast counts as a box. I'm sorry, it counts. Yeah, I don't care if it's shaped like a circle. It counts as a box. <laughs> you still need it. I don't know, man. I don't think Cloud Games is gonna get there yet. We got some. We got Closest some... we got right now is what the Xbox is doing. Um, uh, X Cloud. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's like the closest thing we got going to it. Um, oh, PlayStation Now is decent. Yeah. It got fixed a little bit. Weren't you using it? I was, and I can safely say that if you are trying to play a PS4 game that you can download, you hit better. But if you are trying to play something like what the my my benchmark was going to be Street Fighter Three Third Strike, right? Uh huh. It works when it works. It's good, but there are times where it'll just stutter for a whole second, and it's like, oh, I don't know about that. Maybe we should just like break out our PS3s and play it on there. You right. That's about the best we can do for that. But for what it is, I suppose it's not bad. Especially since now they're trying trying to only charge like ten bucks a month for it. Well, yeah, because nobody's buying stuff at the price it was at, or how the quality of it was. Yeah, though. Yeah. Mm. Cloud gaming is not going to work until we get a better infrastructure for our internet. Like that's, that's just that's the hard. Like that's, that's like that's really what we need first before you try to like revolutionize something. You should probably fix that. We need that. That's like trying like revolutionize electricity. And you still have it. They're trying to try to revolutionize like light bulbs. And electricity still sucks. And with the way that the um, ISPs are monopolized throughout the country, yeah, it ain't it's not going to happen anytime soon unless they got a new ISP comes through and tries to shake it up. They try to take foot on everybody's neck. <laughs> if you have ISP, they got their foot on your neck. Just throwing it out there because they you owe so much money to them. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think there's any one particular one that's cheaper than the other one. When you, like, once you get down to it. 
it just was maybe run better. Yeah. Like, I think RCN works really well, but the it's still pricey. Like, it's not cheap. And I have Comcast. And, you know, when it works, it works amazingly. Comcast, when they make the claim that they have the fastest internet, I believe that claim. How Whole Foods Market knows that wellness doesn't look the same for everyone. For some people, it's shopping for fresh produce and organic ingredients to cook with. For others, wellness looks like stocking up on chef-prepared meals ahead of a busy week. It's supplements. It's taking some me time with a new hydrating face mask or a well-deserved bath bomb soak in the tub. Whatever wellness looks like to you, you can find it at Whole Foods Market. And that includes guidance. Ask a team member and they'll do their best to point you in the right direction. Be healthy. Be happy. Be whole at Whole Foods Market. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. However, they drop a lot. Yeah. They're trash. They are. I remember I had Comcast. Their customer service is the most awful thing. Yeah. Oh, God. I remember I was living at my mom's house, and that was the only place you could get was Comcast. That was a trial. Like, that was the worst time having internet. I hated it. Perhaps I'll move, and I'll also have RCN and feel better about Man, my internet. Man, I ain't never leaving them. Like, no matter where I live at, I have to have them near me, because I'm like, I've just become grown with them. Like it's it's not a it's, it's not it's not an option for me anymore. Like I need to have RCN, I like see. point blank. Well, well, that's that on that. Yeah, let's move on to what we got. GTA Five, your game. See, I know very little about GTA Five so after all the mods I've seen on the internet. <laughs> so GTA Five, as of right now, is the highest grossing single piece of media in existence wow it has made the most money and I'm, when i say piece of media that's over movies over books over music over everything this is the highest grossing piece of media to exist how long has it been out that is a great question <laughs> i feel like it's been out for a while it has it has been it has held itself up with gta online which I'm not a fan of, but I I know that many people are. Who let's see. Well, this was released September seventeenth, twenty thirteen. Wow, it's still going strong. It's still people still. are still playing it. Still, people are still like, "Hey, you gonna hop on GTA Five later and do stupid stuff?" Yes, that's basically it. This do, is a playground. I just want to do hood right things with my friends. Yeah. This is literally GTA 5. And you really can. It's such a good sandbox. I'll give it that. The things you can do. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of hacks and stuff, but that's, I mean, so what, man? It's a great, it's a great game, I think. I've never heard anything bad about it. I've never, like, since it's been out, I've never heard anything bad. I want to keep saying it's like commercials for it. The only thing that's bad is um, if you play GTA 5 online, the scaling of prices and the scaling of things that you need is is gone up and up. Mm. The economy has gotten a little little wonky and broken. 
So it makes so much money because you had to keep on buying like shark cards and Megalodon cards and stuff like that. So you can keep on getting vast amounts of money. Yeah. Because doing the end game stuff can get you some money, but why do that when you can rise to power so much faster? And everybody wants to do that. Everybody wants to be a Don. Right. Like, if I were to jump into the game right now, I'd be severely disadvantaged. Mm. Which is why I'm not going to jump in that game, and I'm going to keep on playing the regular GTA 5. So that, you know, we'll never get more story content, but hey. Still fun, obviously. It's still very fun. <laughs> Even playing by myself and doing, like, stupid stuff by myself, very fun. I I bought that game twice, by the way. Like, I'm not surprised it's, like, the one of the highest-selling single pieces of media because of the fact that it has such a huge presence in pop culture. Yeah. Like, aside from Fortnite, GTA, GTA in general is just, like, huge. Like, that's, like, the definitive game. Yeah, that game has a legacy, man. A huge legacy. Like The games that you'll hear the most about, GTA 3, GTA Vice City, yep. San Andreas, yep. and now GTA 5. Yep. Definitely those. People think San Andreas is the best. I am not as convinced. I will die on the hill that GTA 5 is my favorite game mostly because it's the only game I can stand to play <laughs> I used to be a person who was like man I hate GTA that game sucks <laughs> then I tried 5 because it was like 20 bucks on PSN one day and I was like alright sure that's how they got you and I was like yo they yo they got you this game is good they, they, put they fixed sale. the driving the shooting's good everything is fun see now I want to play it they pushed they, they got you I'm gonna go home and play this I got you hooked I'm supposed to be like hunting Pokemon but I'm gonna go home and like shoot and destroy things either that or I'm just gonna drive on the on the cliffside man there are times where I just wanna drive on the cliffside and I can do that just get lost. Find adventure. <sighs> Alright, let's move into something I'm not going to have much to say about because I don't really care that much about it, but it was a big deal. Oh dear. The Last Guardian? Yeah. Because <sighs> remember they had like, it was, everybody thought it was vaporware for a while. <laughs> Myself included. And then all of a sudden, oh, it comes out this day. It happened, and my God, did I. Last Guardian wasn't the game that I was exactly the most thrilled about to begin with because they were like, this is from the people who made. Um, Ico. Ico and um, Shadow of the Colossus. Yep. Everybody loves that game. Hmm. I am not in that camp. I am not. I'm sorry. Either. I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's just not for me. So, when they were like, we're going to have this game come out, it's going to be great. Where you have, like, this dog bird thing, be this, <laughs> whatever. Bird. All right. So, first of all, I get that that thing is supposed to be, like, a living creature and it's supposed to have its own consciousness and stuff. I don't care. That thing is stupid. <laughs> all right? That thing is stupid. <laughs> it's an idiot. And I hate it. You, did you play it? Yes. That's why he's talking so badly about the dog, yes. Yes, dog bird am. thing. Yes, I am. The movement and mechanics are almost fine. I say almost because I'm counting the dog as a mechanic. It's stupid. <laughs> I hate it. I hate that there are so many puzzles that depend on it. Because there'll be times where I have to lure it with food or something like that. And it's like, ooh, food. I guess y'all get the food. 
But if I don't have food or something, if I don't have a way to lure it, or even if I do, sometimes you're just like, nah, man, I'm full. You know, you got this. <laughs> I hate that thing. I hate it. And some of the puzzles are, they range from insultingly simple to what the fuck is this hard? Oh. But that doesn't happen that often. It may happen like a couple times, but then you like, but then you find out the solution and you look at it like, that's it? And it makes you feel stupid. That's Zelda though, too. I don't feel that about Zelda half the time, unless it's Breath of the Wild. I felt that about playing, uh, what was that, um, Wind Waker. See, everybody's like, oh, I feel so rewarded. I don't feel rewarded when I play that game. I feel insulted. And I feel like <laughs> it's insulting me. That's how I felt about Wind Waker. I'm like, screw this game. So, yeah, that's that on that. I have no more good things to say about it. I have nothing else for it. I was just happy it finally came out. Because I was over it. Now, something much more important is such and something that is near and dear to me. The rise of indie gaming. Your favorite thing. My favorite thing. Not gonna lie, when indies were first started, because like when I first, I remember when the indie started coming out, they were the same goddamn game made over and over again. There were no variants to it. I wasn't intrigued at first. It took me a while to get on this with indie wave. Cause, I feel that. But the last five years of indies, they have snapped. Like, 2015 or beyond, they snap with these indies. Like, they've been going really hard. My favorite game of the decade is an indie. Is it sure Hollow Knight? Of course it's Hollow Knight. <laughs> of course it's Hollow Knight. That game is amazing. Some of my favorite games are all indies. Guacamelee, Shovel Knight, Hollow Knight. A lot of knights. I mean, hey, man, knights are, knights are a part of the deal. Celeste. I would, agree, I would agree too, because like that includes uh, what's that that fighting game, um, um, Battle for the Grid, Battle for the Grid. Because anyway, did that anyway is an indie company. Are we gonna count off Fight the X Layer as an indie game? Yes, that's Fight the X Layer. That's an indie studio. Point is, indies have really been killing it. They man. stepped up so much. They have been making some incredible games. Ugh, wait, sure? I forgot about Indivisible. I didn't forget about Indivisible. Oh, he's, did you say it with the list? Did you? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. No, I should have. Um, there's so many more I could think of, like Axiom Verge. If anybody's into uh, Metroid, you should play that. It's game. a lot of Metroidvanias, though. I will say uh, that. There, that is a thing. That and roguelites. Yep. Like Dead Cells, love Dead Cells. But if you know, it's like the last um, roguelite I could stand playing. Because some of the other ones that came out, I'm, I'm kind of like either not up for or just kind of like meh on. Um, I played probably the most indie games this last two years. Sinar Wild Heart is still probably one of my, it might be my favorite indie game that came out this year. Well, last year. Whatever. That game was incredible. Can I even count Falcom as an indie developer? Because like, their studio is so tiny. I feel like they're like a mid-range. Because they're, like, they're not like a Cause like Koei Tech was more of a mid range, I think. When I think about mid range studios. Well, how big is uh Falcon? I think they're like less than like a hundred people, if that. Mm. Might be less than that actually. Let me look. Look, I am curious. Point is, indie Indies gaming has so become such an integral part of the gaming space. That even the AAA developers have to have divisions for indie games, for better or for worse. 
there was a while that EA was making a real big push for indie gaming. Well, they, they have, pretty much gave like the funding to people. They have sixty-two employees. You, whoa, okay. <laughs> if you want to call them indie, go for it. Yeah, that's, that's like a small ass yeah. studio. Let's see. EA made a big push for it. Um, Ubisoft they didn't have a huge push, but when they brought out a game, it was pretty good. Um, Child of Light, if I remember. Oh, that I love that game. Um, Capcom tried for a little while, but then they quit. See, because Iron Galaxy is indie, and they have 130 people working there. They are pretty indie. All right, man, you got this. They're I would indie. say the size of the company probably is where it makes it indie or not. Yeah, because indie can range from, like, one person to maybe, like, 150, I'd say. Yeah. Because Iron Galaxy is definitely an indie studio, like... I think the publisher is changing the way we look at indies too, mm-hmm. because while like Indivisible and um, Bloodstained were all made by indie developers, they were still like published by like a non-indie studio, but well, non-indie on publisher. Like five or five games, I think is. I would say right now they're they're going to the AAA publisher space right now because they've last year was a good year for them. Oh yeah, like they killed it last year. Like they had like three top-notch games. They had Control. Indivisible and Bloodstain, and probably some other stuff I'm missing, but those are the three ones I know off the top of my head that were great. They killed it. They, they snapped. Man, I think currently at the top of the pile of indie developers is probably Devolver Digital. Ooh, they be killing it with they. Oh my God, I love them. They have one of the best E3s every year. Now, they clearly have more hits than losses because Devolver really knows how to make a great game. Mm hmm. And one thing I love about the indie space is that they aren't as chained back by conventional means as other game um, developers are. They can put out some visceral games. They can fill those niche areas that the AAA companies kind of just skip over. Or just come out with a game that's actually finished. That too. <laughs> like, we be wanting just full-fledged RPGs or fighting and stuff. And indie developers just fulfill that for us. And if you need any convincing on how good indie gaming can be, it's, you don't have to look very far. You can look to Shovel Knight, which is in every kind of game you could think of. Yeah, they, he's like the poster child for like indie games. Now, it used to be... Who was it before him? It's like the, like the, the poster character for indie. I don't think I had one. Oh well, he's definitely it now. Oh, you know what I was thought about? I forgot about the other game. The one, um, what is it? Uh, it's an RPG and actually a bullet hell too. Undertale? Yeah, Undertale. That was a huge indie game. Jesus, massive Christ. indie game. That game ranged from amazing to oh my god, make it stop. <laughs> because Undertale itself was a good game. The fandom around it, trash. Oh, goodness. See, now I'm looking up studios to see how many people they have in their studio now. Because, you know, people would look to the way people like me played it. But you didn't play it right. That's always fun. Always. Which, you know, that's fine. I mean, I've I played the game like six times over. But whatever. They're a publisher. Okay, so who's... Dream Drop. Now I'm just looking up. I'm sorry. I'm like on a tangent about like different. I'm trying to see what like the sizing of it and trying to get like a grasp of like what's really 
like ended. Okay, you know what? Let me look up um um Hollow Knight. Let me see when people was on uh, Team Cherry. Yeah, I'm curious. Shout out to Team Cherry to make for making my favorite game of the decade because I love Hollow Knight and I will fight people over Hollow Knight. You definitely have like been championing them like yes, all the time because play Hollow Knight. <laughs> Like, if you guys have been listening to this podcast for any length of time and you haven't played Hollow Knight, I'm a little disappointed and hurt. I need to finally play, play Hollow Knight. Even though it looks hard, though. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a difficult game. It can be very difficult and very trying. That doesn't mean you shouldn't play it. <laughs> Should you experience it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm putting Falcom as an indie developer because if Hiring Galaxy got like more people than them that work for them. They got 62 people. 62 people. 62. Man, that's... And they are putting out games that are at least 80 hours long. Yes. And have been for years. It's like, they've been doing this for a while. I'm just glad they've been catching on. But I don't want them to get to a point where they become a AAA student and start, like, doing goofy stuff. And the quality like of the games levels. Yeah, I don't want them to do that. Yeah, I don't want them doing that. Just continue to make us full fledged RPGs with the engine you got. But yeah, indie games, they just exploded. I want more indie fighting games though. There are some, but there aren't enough. Yeah. And we need good ones. Yeah, we don't need no fight of animals. I'm so over Whoa. it. Whoa. <laughs> I'm so over it. Yo. I'm so over we, it. You haven't even played it. I don't need don't to. Even, don't, I don't even need to. I need to look at that. If like, it nope. never comes on PS1, I'm buying it. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I still need to buy Fight of Gods, but that's oh, what God. When I think of bad indie fighting games, you know what comes to my mind. Who? Omen of Sorrow. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Yes. That was a tough one. The game was ass. <laughs> it's not that great. It's filth. I want to play Fantasy Strike, but Michael something stopped me. I think the price. Because that game's 30 bucks. Review that nonsense. I'm sorry. I am like I'm genuinely sorry about that one. That was, I was trying to be like more because that was one of the things like years ago was like people were saying you should start you know reviewing more indie stuff. I was like you know you're probably right, but indies wasn't like at a point where it was like viable to what we do. It was like indie stuff that I wouldn't we wouldn't probably play. Fair enough. But now we're in a place where like indie has transformed, so. Because I don't have to play any more of that game. No, you never have to play a game ever again in your life. Like that's that's done. That was one. That was one and done. Good. You know, we should probably like you should send like them an email. Not them. I mean them as in um Team Cherry since you love them so much. You're right. Like like can I come to y'all studio? <laughs> Just look around. Don't say that because I will. I don't think you. Like I think you should. Like I do it, Fal- man. Falcon I'm going. T- I'm going to now. If, I'm about to. Find, when I get off, I'm finding that contact email, and we are we're gonna chat. Like if I got a chance to go to Falcon Studio, man, that's probably the only place I actually want to go. If it far like is Team Cherry Studio, I wonder. That's a good question. Do we have anything else to talk about? One more thing. Okay. And it is Pokemon Go. Oh God, that was so. That was probably the most important mobile game besides Angry Birds for last look, decade. Oh my God! Look, Pokemon Go was did the impossible for gaming. It got people outside and socializing. Yes. Oh my God! It was like, do you got Pokemon Go? 
He even had stupid Hillary Clinton talking Pokemon Go to the polls. I hated that. And you know what's really messed up about Pokemon Go? What? That game was terrible. It was pretty awful. It was garbage. <laughs> it was glitchy. It was it was shit. It barely worked. The way you had to do things was ass. Some of the Pokestops didn't work. It, connection. Oh my god, the Pokestops. But my god, if people didn't stick with it. People were on it. That game, I mean, it even had the Poke Fest. Even some of the, I'm about to say, even some of the PR was terrible. Yeah. Like Pokemon Fest? Yeah. Where people can like, or like hacking the game so they can get the exclusive stuff? Yeah. And Niantic was just kind of like, ooh. <laughs> and somehow, people are still playing this. They are. The head of security at my job is always asking, hey man, you want to get on Pokemon Go? No. No, I do not. But I appreciate the fact that you are playing Pokemon Go. Good for you. This is not me saying I don't like Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go is fine for what it is. I just prefer the game on Switch. Or, like, you know. I prefer the base game, not this game. I used to still play Let's Go Eevee. I still have it wrapped up in a game case. I mean, that's pretty much Pokemon Go with, like, some extra frills. Yeah. Because I'm, like, a Pokemon plebeian, so I'm like, uh... Uh, I don't know about these new ones because me I'm, and Pokemon Go had our time. Yeah, and it was fun. It's like it was a, it was a phenomenon. Like it honestly was a huge deal. Like that was a big deal. There were people who would go on dates just to play Pokemon Go. That was cute. I thought that was cute. Yeah, me and um, Erica had Pokemon Go shirts for our team. Oh, she was with those filthy mystics. <laughs> of course she was. I was over here with Team Instinct. Was that the the the, the um, lightning one? Yes, yes, it was. That one's he doing the dabs and stuff. What's like a lore behind the um? So, people saw the illustrations of the of the leaders and were just like, "All right, so they're the smart one because no one really knows the gender of the team instinct leader. He's the dumb one, and she's the really like powerful one. Yeah, and that's just kind of what people rolled with." Yes, he did dab a lot, which I identify with. <laughs> Dabs too much. Dabbing is the one thing that holds us all together as people. People want us to talk about how Death Stranding brings us all together. No, Pokemon. dabbing. I was going to say Pokemon Go did, but I mean. Pokemon Go did for a while, but then like people like me kind of just dropped off. But it does have a dedicated fan base still. It's still pretty popular, and I'm sure the game has gotten better because now they have things like raids. They have um, uh, some team rocket mechanic now. They are like a generation three, maybe four of Pokemon now. So there's a lot of Pokemon to catch. Yeah. Poke stops. God. Yeah, people got in trouble with this game too. Yeah. Yeah. People so. using it as a way to like make money too. They were like making poke stops. Like, okay, here's some here's some like lemonade stands and poke poke stops. Fun fact: Sprint actually used that very tactic. Yep. They were a poke yep. stop, so people could come in and they I, could shell their phones. I remember because I would walk past one on my way to work, and it was a poke stop. I'm like, okay, y'all are doing too much. Yeah, they had a whole advertising. Hey, we're a poke stop. Is it? Yeah, we know. We don't have to step inside though, right? <laughs> They, they didn't think about that part. Goofy. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Go probably did what a lot of other 
like mobile games want to do and that's being such a widespread thing where people actually like continuously play it and have like and made so much money oh god made tons and tons of money I I think Pokemon Go might be the second biggest mobile game after Angry Birds of last decade it might even be more honestly because Angry Birds was stupid that was the most annoying thing and I played it I did too I'm not you know a lot of people did. You could you could turn on anything mobile without seeing uh, Angry Birds somewhere. You right? Angry Birds was just. I mean, what were you gonna do, man? Well, you needed something to do really quick. It was there for you. Let's see, Pokemon Go. Over a hundred million downloads, man. Jesus Christ. And it twelve million reviews and a set of a four point two. Man, I don't know, man. That's a lot. It is a lot. It's a whole lot. It's like you can't talk about last second when I talk about Pokemon Go. Like that's you just can't do it. Like that was a big deal. I'm glad it's over though. I mean, people still play it, but it's nowhere near the same. Oh like, no, it's not nearly the craze it was. It was a whole craze. Like it ugh. was all over the news. People were making all types of stories up about people getting beat up and going to the hood about it and stuff. I don't know, man. It was a, it was a, it was a gift and a curse. Yeah, but it's behind us now. Hopefully, no one else does any type of augmented reality type of like game that's that big well like, I mean fun fact so they, they tried to catch lightning in the bottle again with Harry Potter but they didn't take not even a little bit <laughs> alright I think we've got through the decade we have did you have any like anything else you want to talk about really quick before we wrap up mm-hmm. that we may have missed or anything or not that I can think of just uh yeah play Hollow Knight um I am so ready for Final Fantasy Remake I'm glad that they announced it I'm glad it's coming out. I March need, is going to be crazy. March is going to be stupid. I just know that March is going to be a month where I'm dedicating all of my time and energy to playing that only. And anything else is just going to have to take a, a breather because I don't know. I don't know, man. I know I'm going to play Final Fantasy VII Remake, but there's also Doom Eternal. Ooh. That's gonna, and Persona that's, 5 Royal. That's a lot for you in one month. It is. I'm sorry. That's like $180. <laughs> we could go half on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay. Like, I'm not I'm not pressed to get a, a, a physical copy of that game. That we in that event. Yeah, because I'd rather just have it on my PS4 and just play it when it comes out versus having to like go to the store anyway. All right, man. I'm down. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. Um, I'm excited about a lot of the games coming out. I'm excited, of course, for Falcom next the next 20 years of Falcom. Of they, course. they already said they're gonna do more games, so we're gonna be telling we're gonna be messing with this story forever. So I'm here though. I'm, hey, I'm not going nowhere. There's always a new threat. <sighs> Arabonia must be safe. I need to make sure that one day, one day. Do you think they're gonna make um announce uh, Street Fighter Six anytime soon? <sighs> Maybe at the end of the year at the next Capcom Cup, which we will do our best to attend. Yeah, I'm trying my best to do it. I'm like, that's a goal. We got this, man. We, we can, can do, do it. it. I think that's it. I can't think of anything else that was important last decade that needs to be talked about. Neither can I. 
Got so I think that's it for twenty the twenty tens. Yeah. Now we're in the roaring twenties again. Bye. I'm out. You're out? Okay. I'm not here for the roaring twenties. <laughs> I wasn't here for the last one. I'm not going to be here for this one. Well, you literally weren't here for the last one. You weren't even born Which, yet. Hey, I heard it was bad. <laughs> I, heard it was, I, I heard it wasn't that great. Um, some people liked it more than, not, uh, than others for reasons I can't really explain. What would you say? Five out of ten for the Rory 20s the first time around? Look, man, the first time around, I might have to give it a three. Give it a ten. <laughs> You haven't even experienced this one yet, so how can you... You can't even say it's going to be bad. Hey, man. If it's anything like the last one, I'm not going to want that. <sighs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this very extended episode of Rushdown Radio, a decade review. Let's know what you thought about the last decade with gaming. Did you love anything that happened? Did you hate most of it? Did you want it to just end already? Play Hollow Knight. <laughs> That's the last time I'll say it. Is that your game of the decade? Yes. Wow. Play Hollow Knight. All right, guys, you heard it first. Play Hollow Knight. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We will see you next episode.